Welcome back to episode 125 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discuss today. First up, we contemplate if we should be worried about the Ripple court case. Next, we talked about how there are way too many barriers to invest in the market. Then we debate how common people should have the same right to invest as accredited investors. And finally, why are there so many restrictions and barriers to participate in investing? All right, let's listen in. Welcome back to episode 125 of the Block Runner Podcast. I'm your host, William, always here with your co-host, Iman. What's going on? What's up, dude? Yeah, not a lot, dude. Just, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. We're contemplating <laughs> lots of SEC ventures. The, this is going to turn into the, the adventures of the SEC. That's what it's going to turn into. Something like that. It's just like the adventures of the, this is like a, feels like the prelude moments of like a, like a, if you're writing like a Lord of the Rings trilogy for like crypto. Yeah. Web three. What's a prelude, by the way? <laughs> it just feels like a, a tale it's, before the tale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Like a little micro, like things are just kind of getting real serious, a lot more serious than what I remember them used to being like back yeah. in the old days of like 2017, 2018. Yeah. They went after US. They slapped them with like a $20 yeah. million dollar lawsuit. Remember the BitConnect guys? They BitConnect. got the influencers. Yeah. That was, yeah. What? That, that was, was legit. Yeah, but nonetheless, like it still didn't feel like that serious, even though it was a serious thing. It's just. Telegram was another one. Yeah. It felt like at the scale of like, you know, just now like Twitch banned gambling off of their platform. Oh really? Just just for whatever reason, I guess it was like corrupting the uh, the youth <laughs> habits of people, <laughs> like children. Yeah, yeah, getting them addicted to gambling. At that scale of like, yeah, it's a serious thing, right? Yeah. But it it's not as serious as like we might be <clears throat> entering a new era of like financial and like regulatory order. Yeah, for this whole like uh, Web three <laughs> space, right? Like that's pretty fucking serious. And something people have been waiting for for a long time, right? Yeah, and so recently the SEC has sued XRP or Ripple. Yeah. They sued them in 2020, but now it's like starting to come to a head. Exactly. And um, and then the SEC is basically laying claim to all of Ethereum, mm-hmm. right? No big deal. No big deal, but but not like a big claim. Like it hasn't been like this. Uh, no, it was just like one line in like the lawsuit for Ian yeah. Molina. Yeah. So we made a video about that yesterday, and it's what everybody's talking about at the moment because yeah, I think that is the main narrative right now. Is yeah, yeah, what's going on? Right, the SEC just seems to be everywhere these days. Well, not only that, they they added like ten thousand people to the SEC. Did they? Yeah. When? Yeah, well, hold on. Let me let me search for Jamie. It. Look that up, dude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> ten thousand. I mean, that sounds like nothing in comparison to like what the IRS just did. Didn't they add like? Oh no, maybe I'm thinking the IRS. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what it was. <clears throat> yeah, it was definitely the IRS. They expanded like bigly. For uh, what's it called? The uh, Inflation Reduction Act, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it wasn't the SEC. It was the IRS. Well, at some point, it's the SEC enough. will probably have to also double its staff. <laughs> If they need to, they need to like 10x it because so much crypto. 
What do you mean? What are you implying, dude? Well, that crypto needs regulation and oversight? Well, you're the one telling me that crypto <laughs> regulation is good. Well, we haven't come to that conclusion yet. First, we need to analyze like <laughs> what's even being argued you know, by the SEC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like, what is the defense? I think right now Ripple is just kind of like the uh, poster child, right? Yeah. I don't know all the exact details, like how and why, other than probably like the Ripple was one of the more notable like uh explosions of the 2018 boom cycle remember ripple was like it went from like pennies to like i don't know like number two or three in the whole market yeah <laughs> it was yeah. insane yeah right and i think um i think the sec obviously noticed like this cryptocurrency stuff has the potential to create these like damaging boom and bust cycles well, so it goes back to 1929 right the, the yeah. stock market crash right well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, if that's what governing bodies did in response to these type of events, right? When there's like mass speculation, yeah, it's like it it could snowball out of control and like have real damaging effects. So it's like, what do we do in response to that? So there has to be legal precedent set, right? So go after somebody, right? Even though every project, every token, go back to 2018, dude. Every single one was just like an insane spike, mm -hmm. and then like a flattening out curve. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But Ripple probably was like the biggest one to go after. I think that's why they're in the situation they're in, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. So Ripple and then uh, and then here I have the Ethereum falls under the jurisdiction of the U.S. Mm -hmm. So uh, I guess which one which one do you want to talk about first? Which one has you the most um, hot and bothered? <laughs> oh, well, first, I don't understand why this doesn't affect you at all. <laughs> <laughs> like do you you don't see like how this is an important like uh well, moment in time as far as the ripple case go i'm not as i don't know i'm not as like intrigued as i am the sec claiming that ethereum falls under their jurisdiction okay but <clears throat> you don't think like uh what what is your expectation from like a case like ripple just you're expecting like a slap on the wrist at the worst yeah yeah well, I think because like of the actual narrative of the the attack from the SEC or the allegations, yeah, it's something that can be, I guess, uh, uh, made made of from like a mass majority of the projects, you know, in the Web three ecosystem. Yeah, you know, they're they're not necessarily claiming that like, oh, you guys did like an unregistered securities offering because Ripple never did. Right, there was no ICO for Ripple. Right. Right. What they're claiming is like the, the behaviors, the way you guys are, I guess, communicating to your investors. Yeah. Your token buyers. These things violate what we call our securities. You know, they make you look like a security. Right. So if that's the case, then that can be applied to, I think, in a lot of different projects. Right. So that could set a precedent for them to start just going after everybody. Yeah, yeah, I mean, XRP never did an ICO like the rest of them that you that you were talking about. Well, that's why, yeah, most of those slap on the wrists are for, you know, ICOs or... Yeah. Yeah, some sort of, like, token sale of yeah. an event. And XRP didn't do that. No. And so maybe that's... They never did, like, a public sale, right? They just made it an XRP available, and then that was it. That's all that they did. Mm -hmm. So maybe they have claim to not being a security because they didn't actually like sell anything to anybody they again yeah they could claim that but still it's, it's just the okay 
Do you want to break down at all, like what it is the SEC is like? Okay, yeah, let's read out this. alleging, like as far as uh, what did Ripple do? Right, you know, SEC a- Ripple call for immediate ruling and suit over whether XRP sales violated securities laws. Right. Okay, yeah, which sales? Like from an exchange? So SEC and Ripple Labs both filed motions for summary judgment, arguing that a judge overseeing the case has enough information to make the ruling. So this article talks about how both of them want a pretty quick resolution to the yeah. lawsuit. Yeah. And because the lawsuit began in 2020, I think December 2020, something like that. And that's when XRP tanked, right? Because mm. SEC investigations. I do remember that. Yeah, everyone got pretty spooked. Yeah. You know? So I'm trying to find the line that that states the claim from the SEC. Um, each federal rule affiliated with the XRP crypto because they violate federal securities laws and otherwise dismiss the lawsuit without requiring a, a lengthy trial. Uh, but right most at the bottom, the SEC sued Ripple Labs. Um, yeah, but this is a statement from the CEO. No, on allegations that had raised over $1.3 billion by selling XRP in unregistered securities transactions. So that's so the allegation. Ripple maintained that XRP sales and trading did not meet the tenets of the Howey test. Mm-hmm. And the U.S. Supreme Court case that has acted as a way to uh, determine whether this something is a security for the last several decades. <coughs> so basically, SEC is saying the sale of $1.3 billion XRP passes the Howey test, meaning it is a security. And Ripple saying it fails the Howey test. Okay. So this is like pretty fundamental. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Security or not, you know, Ripple is like a basic, as basic as a cryptocurrency gets. Right. So I think this is a very fundamental thing for the industry to figure out, right. Whether or not things need to be regulated, the whole crypto industry or not, like what, what is justified or qualified as a security? Yeah. Right now, the Web3 ecosystem is operated under the assumption that, like, you know, none of this stuff is because we're building distributed ecosystems, whatever, decentralized networks, yada, yada, yada. We've heard from previous, like, SEC administrations that they're in agreement with that. Like, this is not something we should touch. But now the narrative is shifting, like, the sentiment. Yeah, at a certain point, the SEC claimed, I guess the previous administration claimed that Ethereum was fully decentralized and therefore doesn't constitute as a security. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so now they're changing their mind, yeah. right? As far as Ethereum goes. Yeah. Um, and so now, like you're saying, now they're starting to think through what constitutes as a security using the Howey test. And I don't know, it seems like the SEC has some, some, you know, some clear grounds here, mm. but, uh, but it depends. I mean, I don't know in what what format did they raise 1.3 billion dollars. Like how how do they do a sale for 1.3 billion and not have like the public participate? Mm. Was this only like through banks? I mean, I mean, how did this trend like happen? Yeah. Well, who knows? But I think the real discussion here though is uh, <clears throat> the nature of again, like what is the SEC's role and response to the whole thing right the sec first was born out of the stock market crash of 1929 i think they were born in 1934 five years after yeah response right as a response and what they're wanting to prevent is another like collapse well that's their 
supposed role and duty, right? It's to protect the public from, I guess, yeah, mass speculation and market mania. manipulation, yeah. things like you know, BitConnect, you know, actors like that, where they can, you know, because you can easily convince a lot of people to do a lot of different types of things, right? When you get, See, but, but let's let's talk about BitConnect for a second. So <clears throat> BitConnect, obvious scam, right? So where was the prevention in all of this? Well, it's not the actual pre- prevention, I guess. I mean. Maybe it's the it, it is to discourage the next BitConnect from forming. Well, there's much more like I guess punitive, uh, you know, risk when it comes to forming like a, a BitConnect esque type enterprise, yeah. right? And like you know, getting the market involved and such. But also, I think by establishing these like regulatory frameworks, because that's like the actual argument, right? Is it is it good if the SEC actually does you know? as it looks like they're trying to do, get some sort of foothold into the Web3 space. Mm-hmm. Like, is that a good thing overall? Yeah, but I mean, Howey tests exist whether they're enforcing it or not, right? You, you either pass the Howey test or you fail it, mm-hmm. right? And, and so they're just enforcing the Howey test, mm-hmm. right? That how is, I don't see how that's a bad thing. Well, I mean, some people probably do. I don't, it's not in, in, it doesn't mix with like, I guess the Web3 ethos of you know these are united states jurisdictions Mm. right united states policies these are not united states you know projects entities ecosystems are globally distributed right so yeah i mean if you're a project then you just don't sell to the americans right which we've seen right the whole idea was like if you're an american you can't participate mm -hmm. right and so you kind of sidestep the the whole u.s regulatory body as a result so then what do you think about them claiming, you know, that I the United real, States has complete control over Ethereum? You know? Well, I, that's a little silly, but I, I can see where they're coming from, though. But I think the real discussion should be outside of the U.S., there are projects that are selling tokens that are considered securities to people who are not American. Mm-hmm. Is that the right way to do it? Mm-hmm. Is, is it... Can we trust humanity to be intelligent enough to understand that this is a risky venture? Mm-hmm. That I think that's the ultimate debate here. From my opinion, the SEC does not trust Americans to make that judgment call, and therefore they're putting these regulatory, you know, guidelines out, right, with the Howey test and everything. Well, there's a reason why, like, the equities markets have been so, <clears throat> like, exclusive for so long, right? They're only meant for people like on the higher end of the uh, economic hierarchy to participate within, yeah. right? The whole beauty of the cryptocurrency industry is anybody could be a part of it, right? Right. So, so yeah. So why does there need to be a, a, a barrier to entry for this stuff? Well, wh- why does it need to be a barrier to entry to, for equities? For equities. Yeah. Why? You don't know why? I mean, but like, let's, like let's you talk said, about there, it. there's been evidence of why. I guess why did the SEC come come about in the first place? Right, you have to go back in the history books. 1929, there was an area or period where like the, the mass retail public was allowed to participate and speculate, and they created one of the most, you know, <clears throat> extended uh, bullish periods yeah. in like you know the stock market's history. Okay. Well, Maybe these days we've kind of like beat them now. So, okay. So explain to me how regulation prevents that. Well, I, <clears throat> I think it just, uh, I think it, it removes some of the uh, bad actors from the ecosystem a little bit more, right? Okay. But without the SEC, there, there's, there's no punitive actions, I guess. 
So what you're saying is like, <clears throat> so it doesn't matter. Like the SEC already can go after anybody. So who gives a fuck, right? Um, well, I think there's there's probably a better position for the SEC to say like, okay, we have Big Connect out there. So why do you think like the the fact that so the the SEC's narrative shifting? Why does it matter if if you're saying they already have everything they need to? Yeah, to, they do. to police or to moderate whatever. Yeah, I mean, so why does it matter if they if they think things are securities or not? Well, it does matter because from their perspective, they're violating these securities laws, right? And so they're going after them. But my question is, why does it matter that they're violating securities laws if the people participating in the securities are educated enough to understand that it's a risk? I think it's just to uh, prevent like a a balloon of people who might not be educated enough but, to, to take that. Dude, you balloons, don't remember what happened in okay, this but last hold on, hold on. cycle? Balloons happen even under regulatory conditions. They do. So they what do. what are they preventing here? Like ex, like huge bigger balloons? I mean, what what's <laughs> happening? No, that, that's a good argument. Yeah, I think there's obviously like a a, a balloon happening now, even with all these regulations yeah. in place. And yeah, it's it's limited to a much more smaller pocket of participants, right? You know, Wall Street. Yeah. The uh, financial institutions of the world, they figured out a way how to. You know, balloon. I feel like I feel like this is one of those conversations where let's you know in in the scientific community, no one has a clear definition of when life starts, right? And so you can debate it a million different ways. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the SEC coming in and enforcing this Howey test is just um, a judgment call on whether people participating in a security are educated enough to understand what they're doing. And I think we're at a point, this isn't 1929. Mm-hmm. They didn't have access to information as as prevalent as we do now. Mm. People are more educated to know that it's risky. And if they decide to go all in on something, they were, why are you trying to prevent them from doing that? I think that's you're 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 asking like a much more like deeper philosophical questions like when should governance apply to the livelihoods of, well, of man in general? Like that's what, so what that, res- that's that's a side of what I'm talking about. It's it's yeah. more about like does the SEC are they really preventing anything with what they're doing? Well, I don't know. That's debatable in itself, but that is the purpose. That is why the SEC came about, right? It's to no, and I'm inject not saying some sense of regulatory standards and moderations to a market that without them clearly got to a point where it was over it, it over exuberant to the point where when it collapsed, it had such financial ramifications. It sparked a whole global depression and an inevitable world war. That is a big thing. Okay. Okay. That is, that so is I totally agree. I'm, I'm not saying that they're completely useless. What I'm saying is there needs to be a different <laughs> threshold Mm-hmm. For anyone to participate in securities who are sufficiently educated enough, and no, they can support they can uh, support that education with yeah. some evidence. You're talking about the accredited investor threshold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what what is that? Okay, you know? so what is an accredited investor? So I think I have it. Oh, I think you pulled it up, but definition. Uh, what is an accredited investor? Are those individuals classified by the SEC as qualified to invest? The SEC classifies these guys as qualified to invest. Okay, yeah. that's the first thing. 
To become an accredited <laughs> investor, criteria must be met, such as having an average yearly income of over two hundred thousand dollars, or or working in the finance, or working in the financial industry. <laughs> yeah. Aren't we all? Aren't we working in the financial industry? I uh, I don't think they would agree, would they? This is not the financial industry, is it? How how is cryptocurrency not the financial industry? I, well, I'm pretty sure, like when you go to LinkedIn, like you know, you put in uh, like cryptocurrency and financial as like a separate thing. That's I, ridiculous. No, I'm not saying. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying I disagree with you, but yeah, of course, this tenant is. Uh, I mean, come on, a little bogus, right? But there has to be some. What What do you think? Was going through their their heads whenever they established these tenants of like what these well it w- it was a clear way to dis- to distinguish people who knew what they were doing and people who did not know what they were doing. Okay, so they have a financial. If you work in the financial industry, that implies you have enough financial yeah. savviness, I guess. So yeah, you're saying if you're in the crypto space, you also have that same or similar or within the realms of that same financial understanding. Yeah, how things work. Yeah. I, mean, I, I can, see, can every degen person in crypto qualify as like a, uh, as a being in the financial <laughs> industry? I would say no. Okay, that's what it sounded like. You're like we're in the financial industry, aren't we? Like <laughs> not really, right? When but, was the last time you underwrote like a deal in your life? You know, <laughs> never. You know, when is yeah. the last time you actually like you know checked out a balance sheet of a company? Not 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 often. Okay, right. These are definitely separate industries, right? So. Okay. That's the reason why they might think that tenant is important, right? Because now you know how to evaluate companies, right? Because that is a very important. So, so explain to me how making over two hundred thousand dollars automatically qualifies you then as a DJ. You can sell one board ape, and you're an accredited investor. <laughs> it's true, you can. right? How? Why? I don't know, dude. Is, we have to speculate now on why this makes sense because I agree with you from the get go of like, yeah, this is very limiting. It's 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 obviously not fair to because i don't even think we got to the one million net worth part yet right of like dude that's like something unachievable to most people like you have to work your entire life to accrue like that much worth yeah you know you have to like abide by all of the the systems standards and models of financial responsibility right contribute to that 401k yeah for your whole career you know save whatever 10 percent of your income forever yeah invest in real estate if you do all that successfully and like don't get locked up or you know don't have a major health event, yeah. By the time you're 60 years old, you're gonna have a million dollar net worth. It's almost guaranteed, right? So, yeah. but that's that's not. Is that the right thing to do? Like to just to protect ourselves from you know fucking up our own lives financially just by being participants in these markets? Um, I feel like I just feel like there's a better way of doing this. Because with access to information, your population is generally more educated. Now, I guess you could argue that uh, they're less educated just because of the stupidity that happens on on the internet of all kinds in all forms. <coughs> yeah. Right. So, I feel like there has to be there's there's a better way of doing this than just saying if you have money you can participate. Because here it says sellers of unregistered securities are only allowed to sell to accredited investors. So if you have an unregistered security, as some would claim that most of crypto is, right, unregistered securities, yeah. you can sell them to accredited investor. Basically, anyone who has an income of 200K or more or working in the financial industry, and there's one more stipulation if you have a million net worth. 
Mm -hmm. And then it says to sell credit investors who are deemed financially sophisticated enough to bear the risk, right? Some people who don't have 200 K income or a million dollar net worth can still be financially sophisticated enough to bear the risk. They can. How, how do you deem? <laughs> That's my point is the, the <clears throat> deeming the definition of sophistication is not only, it shouldn't only be about how much money you have. Yeah. But is that actually part of the process right now? No, no, it's not. No, it's not. It, absolutely not. Okay. <clears throat> well, the only thing I could think of, of like why this is the way it is, is just to mitigate any downside risk in the event, you know, you're participating in the markets, things happen, you know, yeah. black swan events, uh, I don't know, just uh, corrupt companies that lied to them. It was that one company who like pretended they, uh, you know, you just get like a prick of blood and you can like know you like uh, if you Theranos. Get, yeah, like situations like that, you can get really burnt, even in like a regulated market, like, you know, the equities market. Yeah. So if you're in there like an average Joe, but, but you can you've got really... your whole net worth in there. But why? But yeah. Well, if I'm just saying, like you got your whole net worth in there, and you don't have these like escape vehicles of a two hundred thousand dollar a year uh, salary, right? If if you get burnt that bad, there's something that's gonna bail you out and be, you know not put you on the street. Yeah, you know but there mean? has to be something to for people who do want to take the risk. Why couldn't they take the risk? Well, that's the that's the, in the in the eyes of this regulatory body, it's like it's not worth it i guess or it might be too damaging right it's th that's this is what i'm talking about this is what governments do they, but, they, they they create these thresholds right no i agree why they do it but i yeah. what i'm advocating for is for those who want to take the risk to be able to take the risk and not have just a clean cut like if you don't have money you can't you can't participate in like you know cryptocurrency yeah well again what you're advocating for is like uh pre-sec Current day Wild West, you know, uh, uh, ecosystems no, like the cryptocurrency. I'm, I'm talking markets. about a different qualification. There should be another bullet point to this thing. You mean like a, like a test? If if you are sufficiently <laughs> sophisticated enough, you should a test. You you can go, words, yeah. Like a, like a like a certification, yeah. So something yeah, to take you, online. To spend forty hours, yeah. Right, taking a course, like learning how to drive a car. Exactly. Why, dude? Why not? I don't understand. Like, well, what what is so difficult about that? I think well, if, if that were the case, then I, I'm I'm thinking just the risk of having people not having those like escape vehicles potentially. It's either like yeah, but, but that's the point of taking that that course. That is the point of that course is that if you go too I know. too deep in, I know you lose all your money. Yes. So don't do that. Here's here's the best practices and go off and. And diversify yeah. and like be a nice like responsible investor and all yeah, that yeah. shit. That's the whole point of the course, right? That's why mm. we go to school, right? That's the whole thing. Yeah. I don't know, dude. This is uh I, <sighs> I mean, I feel like I'm making like good points here. <laughs> like why can't we amend this? I why agree with you. This is why the see, SEC is like are, such a dude, Gary, overbearing. Yeah, go ahead. Gary. Tell Gary something. Gensler, do you want to join the podcast and explain to me why we can't make these amendments in a in a world where we've had 30 years of access to information and we can properly be educated without you know being in the financial industry and have people take risks like responsibly at least through proper education yeah i think uh obviously this is 
ideal. You want people to have this type of freedom and the access to improve their lives. Because like I said, I, w- I wouldn't even say it's ideal, dude. I think it's like coming to terms with the current environment of the times of education, like having yeah, adjustments but, but, here to, to the current environment. Even if like internet or not, it doesn't matter. Like there's just the, uh, I don't know, like the uh, core issue at hand is just giving people that kind of like uh, independence and like uh, financial freedom in the first place. Like just because people had to go to libraries and stuff in the in the 20s yeah. and 30s, like they also were able to become, have informed decisions and become participants in that those markets of their time, right? Yeah. Like so nothing really changes because all of a sudden the internet's here. Like wow. we're somehow like much more... We should be given granted more, you know, permissions well, because I know. would I would argue even in the 1920s, if you took a test where it proved your financial sophistication, you should be able to participate in unregistered securities. Yeah, that, that's my point. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a thing of like, yeah, the last 30 years we have more information than ever, so therefore, you know, but give I us mean, the opportunity to like, you know, fuck up our own lives if we make <laughs> a bad decision, right? Yeah, but I, I mean, I would still I'm say with you. Yeah, let us fuck up our own lives if we make a bad decision. That's what freedom's all about, right? Yeah. But, but, <laughs> there are downsides to that, right? Well, you can't just have absolute, like, have at it, lads, and, like, let's see what comes about, you know? So, wait a minute. So, you're okay with the education system as it is, costing, you know, on average thirty to $50,000, every, every student's in debt, right, to getting an education, and then you you graduate, and then have at it figure it out right most people under debt like getting underpaid jobs but that's mm-hmm. okay but you can't buy an unregistered security i don't understand how we can have one thing like education like degrees and all that and then like just release us to the wild See, right I, to figure sh- you know shit out yeah but 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 we can't buy you- an unregistered <laughs> security like well, what you're advocating for is, yeah, the removal of the SEC in the first place, right? So something that's that constricting on our ability no. to to invest or have complete autonomy over our own financial decisions, right? That's what you want. That's what you prefer. That's what seems fair. But I'm just saying from the lens of the SEC, like they have a very like specific purpose, right? Like So yeah. they, they're going to look at everything from their own lens, like I said. Yeah. So we're going to have to, uh, <clears throat> it's just like uh, the same thing, like the FDA or any other like organization of the government that have a specific purpose, right? Like to regulate some aspect of, of our society, like of our industries. Yeah. You know? I mean, uh, the food that we buy in our stores should be edible, <laughs> right? I agree. Oh yeah. But there has to be like somebody in there to say like what can and cannot like be put on shelves, right? We have to trust them in some sense, right? Or else... Fuck it, dude. Just if you made something in your kitchen, dude, throw it up there on the shelf. Like, well, let's, I'm not let's consume it. I'm not advocating for the dissolution of the SEC. What I'm advocating is for the ability for sophisticated yeah, people I know. to. But this is what I'm saying. Like, what, what, so you're not one. You're not one extreme or the other. You're you want like some sort of middle ground, which is reasonable, right? Yeah. Why can't you and I buy a, a, an unregistered security? Why not? I mean, we know what we're talking. We know what we're doing, yeah. right? We can prove that we know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, what what is the problem with us buying an unregistered security? I guess because uh, I'm again, I'm throwing my assumption here because they think 
because we don't have these safeguards of like an established, you know, cushy net worth or like a really solid income to where if things go bad outside of our own intellectual capacity to predict the future, just because yeah. we're like intellectual people and we're plugged <laughs> into the news doesn't mean we know what the fuck the future is going to do. But nobody does. Still, I even. know. That's the point. Nobody does. Right. But some people are in a position where like if things go wrong, like a COVID pops out, all of a sudden 50% of your net yep. worth is or your portfolio is like. But that assumes that you and I would go 50% in on a, on a you know, yeah, a it does project. Assume, it does assume that. But, but why the, would you assume that? Well, you assume that even for the, the 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 best traders on the market, right? Like it's still the same assumption. But the only thing they're also assuming, on top of that, is like if things go wrong, they're gonna have an easier time dealing with it than like you know somebody in our level of uh, the socioeconomic ladder. Yeah, you know, tell that to the guy that jumped off the building for, uh, <laughs> what is it, uh, Bed, Bed Bath, Bath and, and Beyond? Beyond. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that that's really what they're trying to prevent. Like th this. These types of events in mass were like, you know, too many people were over leveraged into these markets. And then like, you know, it could all just be swept away from them. Imagine what that does, because it's happened again, historically, which is why these measures were put in, in the first place. Right. Yeah. To, but I mean, even under these guidelines, <laughs> they still happen. They do. But potentially we don't know what could have happened without them in place. Like what would the markets have looked like from the 19 early 1930s till now? Like would it even still exist? Maybe people would have lost complete confidence and it just turned into like a total like tulip mania, right? Yeah. Did, did the SEC actually inject some sort of like validity to the entire like uh, market economy? You know, some, some kind of, something like that? Like, Yeah, I mean, if people are not paying attention, like let's say people don't know anything about cryptocurrency and they're like, ooh, I heard about this Ethereum thing. I'm just going to, you know, gamble here. It's like, okay. For those situations, I think the SEC should, that that's where it's like, okay, you can't gamble here because you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. But for those who are intelligently buying Ethereum or any other unregistered security because it diversifies their portfolio or what, what whatever strategy someone wants to take, they should be able to defend themselves as to, you know, being able to purchase an unregistered security. Mm-hmm. But the person who doesn't can't defend themselves like that, that makes sense. But how do you distinguish one from the other? And I feel like there has to be some other bullet point here that allows. <laughs> no, I I think you're right. <clears throat> so we're not, you're not, we're, we're not advocating for anything radical at all. All you're doing is just trying to inject. You're looking out for the little man, dude, which is yeah, admirable. I mean, because. All, the, the point here is like, okay, the SEC is like cracking down on unregistered securities in the context of Americans buying these things, mm -hmm. right? It's not an unregistered security for people in like Bolivia. They can buy these yeah. XRPs, whatever unregistered security. No, nobody's like coming down on them. Mm -hmm. But what if the people who bought XRP were sophisticated enough to do so, even though they're, they don't have a million dollars net worth? Mm. Like, why isn't that possible? That's what I'm trying to understand. Well, the SEC is arguing, I guess, like uh, in the Ripple case, you know, potentially a lot of the people who were investing in XRP were, I guess, uh, potentially misled into believing the, you know, not misled, but there is definitely some sort of navigation of an idea that these things are like investable 
vehicles without actually saying such, right? Because if you were to a, a project in the Web3 ecosystem, you're telling people, you know, buy this token because the price is going to go up. Mm-hmm. You know, remember like Richard Hart? He would actually literally tell his community. Yeah, like, he would. Like, like a guarantee. Like, yeah. I guarantee <laughs> you like this shit's going to go up. Yeah. How he isn't the poster child yet of like a. Yeah, how? Yeah, Ripple is and he is not. I don't know. This is probably like one of the most confusing things. But anyways, there's potential like someone like that, like a Richard Hart type actor. Yeah, Pumponomics. <laughs> yeah, who can co-opt and uh, get people to, you know, invest in these types of, uh, I don't know, what's their definition of uh, common enterprises or whatever? Yeah. Where it could really hurt and damage a lot of people's lives. Like, you know, especially in those types of scenarios where he's getting people to like really over leverage themselves. And then there's like a whole marketing campaign for that. And they're going after people with money. But but even as a sophisticated investor, you're not supposed to over leverage yourself, right? And and so this bullet point here says sellers of unregistered securities are allowed to sell to accredited investors. My only point here is why can't an accredited investor be just a sophisticated investor? Mm. Which is some sort of like a certificate. Yeah, certificate, yeah. Yeah. We earn well, certificates like on a regular here, maybe right? Like a college license, class. college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like you know, like in health class, you have to do like the CPR thing. Yeah, you get like a little we, thing to stick in your wallet. We got certificates <laughs> coming out of our ass, but we can't sophisticatedly buy an unregistered security. Come on. So, what do you think happened then? Like, what do you really think is this? Like, why are they excluding us, dude? Which is the crux of the point of this? Yeah, are they trying to keep everybody down? Is that what you think? I mean. That's the only other option, well, right? Well, what are what are the results here? So the SEC was put in place to like just just create like a a for sure like line of a <laughs> of a class because we know like yeah, investing exactly. investing exactly. is really the best vehicle for improving your own personal. It's wealth. the only vehicle. It, everybody says if you're not investing, then you're just your your money's just like disappearing right through inflation, mm-hmm. right? So you got to invest. But we can't we can't purchase unregistered securities. Like I, I just don't. This doesn't doesn't make any sense. So okay, let's let's get into what you think. Because <laughs> it sounds like you're heading towards. Wait, what is this? Whoa, we're getting we get sports betting is. Are we getting is, hacked right now? Is get, <laughs> sport, I was gonna say that sports betting is one of the fastest growing industries right now too. Yeah. So what is the difference in in sports betting Dude, and exactly and this? So, Sports so betting? can you, can you, uh, can you bet on anything like, right? Can you just download an app and start betting? Right. Like, uh, what was fans? Le- well, no, I, I mean, those, I guess you can, but you can't just gamble willingly anymore. Like, you know, there's regulations for that too. So yeah, it's the so same who, argument. Who can qualify to gamble then? Who qualifies to gamble? Uh, I think like there's uh, quali- anybody. Yeah, you can, but you have to find the right avenues to like actually give you the access to gamble. So it's you like an I mean? app, right? What are those sports betting apps called? Like you talking about like FanDuel or yeah. DraftKings or yeah, whatever? Yeah, DraftKings and FanDuel. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't used them in a while. I don't know if I don't think you're actually. Are you actually gambling when you play that stuff? Like, yes. you put money down. I, I and think stuff? you are, dude. I don't know. I like last time I played those. Uh, <laughs> see, that to me is way more risky. Way like a thousand times more risky than like buying Ethereum mm. or okay. any of these shit coins. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what? I totally agree. It is risky. I've had my periods of gambling, you know, degeneracy and stuff like that. And yeah. it's, it's, it's attractive and it's, it's, 
And like most of the time it's designed, you're it's the whole thing is designed for you yeah. to lose. And you know you're gonna get fucked at the end of it, but you do it anyways, you know. Yeah. But what you're saying is, yeah. <coughs> it's, yeah, it's open just, to anybody, so but they they some states I guess regulate it. It's it's state dependent, right? Yeah. Now we're talking about exclusively and this is like a United States issue. I think gambling is like not much of a problem. Yeah. In other parts of the world, as far as I know. But keeping the conversation in the United States, I guess, because we're talking about the SEC. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. I, I, you could definitely fuck up your life pretty easily gambling. Yeah. If not easier than participating in, like, you know, in the investment Yeah, uh, I mean, system. for gambling, like going to, like, Louisiana or going to Las Vegas to gamble, you just need to be 18 years old. Yeah. Like, I, I, what is happening, dude? Yeah. So what is happening, Willis? I, what don't, do you think? I don't understand. Is this some sort of like weird like way to divide us? You think potentially like divide? Because if we if we've identified that investing is anybody's best shot at like you know moving up any kind of like economic positioning in life, mm-hmm. no matter where you start on that spectrum, right? Yeah. If you start at the like uh, in the up or the downside, like if you could at some point get enough capital to like put it in some sort of investable vehicle, that's your best shot. Yeah. At increasing your net worth over time, right? Yeah, yeah. So then, wow, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Why is it limited only to... Uh, I never understood If, if it's this. not them, like, actually just trying to, like, prevent people from, like, uh, I guess having some sort of out in the event that things go south. Yeah. Then it's got to be it's similar to construct, potentially. Like, yeah. uh, to, just to keep us, you know... Dude, and there's, a, there's, like, crypto way of doing this. You get the certificate, you get an NFT, and then whenever you go into, like, these uh, exchanges to buy a cryptocurrency, they go and check your wallet for that NFT, and boom, you just purchase it. Like, yeah, you know, this doesn't need to be complicated. Yeah. Well, it is very complicated right now. Well, it, because they're making it for some reason. I, I feel like we're going back to, like, 1936 rules. Right, I think uh, Howie Test was like 1940 something. Yeah, we're going back almost 100 years mm-hmm. on like rules that may not make sense now. Like, mm-hmm. why can't we just am- amend this to to properly fit the environment? Well, I don't think the SEC is like it's not like uh, the Constitution, right? It's not something. Well, that's what it certainly feels like. Yeah, these aren't like rights that are given to us by birth. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is yeah. like a, it's just a government entity that has like full like determination of like what it is that you know can and cannot go down in See, the I would, I would argue if they added this clause their expenses would go down mm. expenses yeah expenses like overhead would go down now uh, they they don't need to like police oversight so, much. so much yeah yeah but then what does that do like let's see <laughs> i'm trying to find like you know I have to play devil's advocate here, right? Because oh, yeah, I know because yeah. I I, I want to agree with you too. Of course, I, I prefer people to have you know the right to do whatever yeah. the fuck it is they want to do, right? We are adults, humans. At some point, we have to take responsibility for our own decisions, but there has to be like consequences to the scale that we're not even considering to where like these things have to be. I, I feel like that's an easy assumption to make that has no basis of of a foundation. No, like, like just because you're preventing people with under $200,000 salaries, <laughs> all of a sudden you're preventing a, a collapse of society. Like, I, I don't think those no. are two independent situations. Yeah. 
And again, like the financialist, the financial, the savviest of financial people, I guess, are who really are moving the needle when it comes to uh, what's going to happen <laughs> to our economy. Yeah. So it could it could have snowballed to the point where like you know even worse than what it could have been like if we just left it open. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like ha- having our whole global economy like ran by what the SEC interprets as uh, what do they call them? Uh, financially sophisticated people, yeah. <laughs> right? The yeah. ones that are in charge of everything. Yeah. So, what we've seen, what's going on with the with our economic situation, like, are they really as financially sophisticated enough to like you know have sure. that much control? Yeah. Over the whole system, <clears throat> I guess we're gonna find out here pretty I mean, soon. We we've seen evidence of you know Mark Zuckerberg going to Congress. A bunch of crypto um, personalities going to Congress and explaining, you know, these technologies. Congress responds with to Facebook, how do you make money? Like, mm. what's your business model? They don't even understand that. Mm-hmm. How are they supposed to understand how cryptocurrencies work in like the most sustainable way? <sighs> yeah. How, how are they supposed to make a claim that all of a sudden you don't have a million dollars net worth and therefore you're not sophisticated enough? Mm. Like I, these things, like it serve it's serving little purpose it's not serving the original purpose that they that they set out to to uh accomplish yeah well shit man tell me how you really feel about all this yeah. fucking a dude <laughs> you just really want to start investing in things don't you yeah i mean it, it, that's what they tell us that's what these big you know talking heads on that's tv true. say that we're not in order to make money you got to invest yeah right? you don't you know <laughs> but yeah apparently not in not not an unregistered securities if you're American. Yeah. Yeah, I guess this is uh I guess it definitely doesn't feel So and then good. let's talk about well, Theranos. Yeah, this this ended the stick. What Theranos, the uh the drug company? Yeah. Okay. So we had several sophisticated personnel invest in that company, billions of dollars. Yeah. yeah. And it was fake news, right? She wasn't actually she she didn't actually create that you know, that technology with one little prick, you oh, could yeah. test for like a hundred different yeah. diseases. She lied. Yeah. And so I guess the SEC sees this as like, well, only accredited investors invested. So they're the only ones that got, that got screwed in this situation. So we did our jobs, mm-hmm. right? Not, not the public got screwed. Mm. So I can see that, but how many Theranoses are there? Uh, not to that scale. There's not that not many. many. Yeah. Right. So, like in the in the in the grand volume of things, you know what what are you really protecting? Yeah, you know from what are you protecting it from? So you're talking about like a statistical thing now. It's yeah, like a very improbable event. So yeah, is it really something that needs to be that heavily regulated or like that much oversight over? You know right. what I mean? Yeah, it's like because you know the whole crypto <laughs> industry is talking about the SEC and like I feel like you know if people who have proven sophistication are taking these risks then they should take those risks mm-hmm. yeah man sounds like a good good message to put out there but nonetheless so gary if you so, want to want to yeah. come on and, and talk to us about how the sec looks at these things mm-hmm. you know we're we're open book so does the web3 space have anything to worry about like what's going on with the sec is this is this anything at all? Like, should we just everything operates as usual? Whether or not like Gary Gensler's interpretation of like you know what Ethereum is or what Bitcoin is, whether or not these are securities or not, see all, none of that matters. Let's assume everything is a security. The whole thing, Bitcoin, all the way to the the shittiest shitcoin, right? Okay, all a security. 
Yeah. All that means is that you and I can't buy any of these tokens. Mm. Everyone in, you know, Brazil and like China, whatever, they're all like purchasing and, you know, buying unregistered securities and potentially making a lot of money. Mm. But what do you like <clears throat> investing in a company is, is those are securities, those shares. We still have access to that, you know? Right. So I, I guess through, I, I guess, through regulated bodies, regulated we're allowed, bodies, yes, we're allowed to buy. Yeah, still participate. So, yeah, it's not yeah. like we're excluded if things things are deemed securities. Just all of a sudden, the channels become much more, you know. Yeah. What? So, what is the difference between? Okay, so basically, what you're saying is, if you want the regular pe people like you and I to buy, yeah. then every cryptocurrency should go through, register their security. <laughs> Get onto Robin Hood, if you will. Yeah, pretty much. Or like, yeah, if for it to become, I guess, uh, us purchasing something that I guess the SEC. Or so what does that do, though? Well, I all, think all it does is it, it adds more expenses to the, all those companies mm -hmm. that they have to register their security. Mm -hmm. And now you and I can buy it. Mm -hmm. Like what 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 is the difference there? Like what what is. How is it more regulated going through Robinhood than it is from you and I buying it on Uniswap? <sighs> how is it more regulated? Yeah. I mean, how do you regulate Uniswap? You know? No, I'm saying if you could regulate Uniswap. So let's say Uniswap has tokens, but it's a security, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And in, in this scenario. Wait, what, uh, what token? The actual Uni. protocol native token? Native token? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do have a token. Okay. They have a, right. Uh, what yeah. I'm saying is they have a token. Okay. It's a security. Yes. Okay. They have to register themselves as security. Mm -hmm. Now you and I can buy it on, on Robinhood. Okay. What changed in that transaction? Well, it's what, not where, about what changed where you and I can now buy it versus us going to Uniswap and getting uni, uni tokens. Well, like from our perspective. Yeah. What, what changed? We're, I don't know. I mean, just I have no idea what you're advocating here, to be honest. Like, I don't know your angle or anything. Okay. Like, what are you actually trying to find okay, here? Okay, so like, hold on, hold on. Here, look, <laughs> let, let me, let me, let me set it up. Dude, what the fuck? I don't know what you're getting. Hold at. on, like, hold on. People who have, SEC who are okay. not accredited, yes. cannot buy unregistered securities. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So now companies have to register themselves if everything, every cryptocurrency is a, is is an unregistered security. So by us buying through Uniswap, which is not going to register with the SEC, right? Yeah, it's it's basically buying unregistered securities because Uniswap yeah. did not register their tokens. Yes. So okay. well, what is the punitive action on like somebody like us who's going to buy? A token from an unregistered, you know, distributor of of of, of securities. What, what happens in that scenario? Yeah, but well, well, I guess what I'm trying to get at is. Yeah, what the fuck are you trying to get? At? I don't know. What is <laughs> no the difference? Uh, so I'm trying to get you to <laughs> state what I'm what I'm trying to say. <laughs> watch, watch. Okay, okay. Uh, let's let's do U this Uniswap. Exercise. Uniswap, right? A token that you can purchase on you know exchanges, right? Okay. Yep. Let's say in this extreme scenario, every cryptocurrency is a security. Mm -hmm. So in order for you and I to buy it, those companies like Uniswap and every, every cryptocurrency out there has to register their securities. Mm -hmm. That's the only way the government will allow us to buy all cryptocurrency, any cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. So my question to you is, once all cryptocurrencies register their security, why 
by registering. How is it that you and I can buy a registered security? Like what difference occurred when a company registers a security where you and I, people who are not sophisticated, according to these points here, can now buy a registered security? Uh, nothing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nothing but, changes. But I think I think I think the misunderstanding here is you're you've misinterpreted the the purpose of an accredited accredited investor. They're not. This has nothing to do with like what has the public has access to, like as far as like investment okay. vehicles. This is for like being like a pre-sale investor to a project okay. or something like being okay. a, a seed funder to a project. Things like this, getting involved in early stage cycles of companies, right? Okay. This, that's only, that's what the, the purpose of being an accredited investor. Right. Or having access to things like, um, you know, uh, <clears throat> like I think you have like a trade limitation on certain platforms, like even on Robinhood, right? You can only mm -hmm. do execute a certain amount of trades a week as a normal person. If you oh, want really? like, to have like okay. unlimited, unlimited access to the markets, you need to show, then you got to have some sort of accreditation, stuff like that. Right. So, okay. Yeah, I think all this is you've just you've you've assumed you have to be an accredited investor just to buy any kind of security. That's not the case. Right. Securities are not completely like, you know, taken away from the public, right? But there are like levels of securitization complexity within the securities world yeah. that they they have, you know, specific parameters who could participate in those higher complexities, right? So, yeah. That's what's really happening here. The accredited thing, it doesn't doesn't matter. Like we're, even if everything gets deemed a security, yes, we're gonna still have access to purchase these things. But all it's gonna do is gonna create proper or more over uh, some oversight over none over like the actors within the ecosystem who are actually pushing these products mm -hmm. on the masses, right? So what does that do? It creates a more efficient market. It creates a more trust, potentially you know safer market because mm -hmm. now there's some body present looking after mm. like who is actually, you know, going by the, the proper restrictions, the proper, whatever the fucks. Yeah. You know, the SEC has been around for a long time. They've seen a lot of schemes. Yeah. They understand how people could be manipulated so easily. Sure. Right? So sure. that is what they're attempting to do, you know, and it's not, it's not the most efficient of governing bodies. Right. Yeah. And, and I guess all the, the problem with becoming a registered security is that it's, it's a, it's a nightmare for any startup or any company to mm -hmm. like, Oh yeah, of course to, you like, can't just spin up a project anymore, but yeah, that's the point. It validates like the whole space. If there's a project now in, in a regulated industry, now you, you have a little more confidence. Now institutions can start to come and participate and not be, you're not going to, you're not going to see Bitcoin and Ethereum ecosystems being the multi trillions until this type of regulation exists. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's what safeguards like mass amounts of liquidity. Right. These people, these institutions, they're not moving like small money, dude. They're moving mountains of cash, <laughs> of capital yeah. around. And they need to be sure, like, they're not going to get gigafucked by doing so, right? And that's, yeah. that's the SEC's there. There's other, but, you know, governing but, bodies there. But, <clears throat> so, I mean, if you go back to your, your tenants, you want to add another bullet point. Like, anybody should be able to invest in these, you know, more complex. More riskier investments, like you're saying. If yeah. a registered security is less risky, where you and I can just download a Robinhood app and just buy any registered security, mm -hmm. an unregistered security represents higher risk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I guess ultimately there should be participation at, at a level where you're not 
you know, a million dollar net worth mm -hmm. because you're qualified as sophisticated. Yeah, maybe just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is beyond, like, we really don't need to try and, like, solve this. This is, like, literally what the SEC tries, gets, you know, is here for, is to figure out these levels of uh, how sophisticated can, I guess, the average investor be? Yeah. What should qualify? Like, and then at what scale should they get access to, you know, these different, I don't know, financial opportunities? I don't know, dude. Like you yeah. said, this is definitely like an endless type debate. Like you said, what did you correlate uh, it to? Where does life start? Where does life begin? <laughs> yeah, that's that's not a good. I definitely don't want to ever have that conversation yeah. on this podcast. It's, it's, it's pointless. It's pointless. You can't. Well, I don't know. Nobody said it's pointless. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> it's just like one of those. The uh, debate is pointless because you can't. Yeah. There, there is no consensus on where to start. So exactly. So yeah, how can you? Uh, how can you achieve consensus on like, yeah, when is one financially sophisticated? Or well, not I with? think the way, the same way that society works, you get certificates. Okay. Like that's yeah. it. I mean, it's not unreasonable at all, you know, but it's just, but the SEC thinks differently and that's really that what it boils down to. Yeah. But it's just what, what annoys me is that we're, we always go back to like these like hundred year old, like, yeah. you know, uh, rules and we need to be able to update them in, in a way where like it, it adjusts to the environment. Well, that's the thing because like in the way I understand the way governance works is very, it's very reactionary and it's implementation, not like preventative. Yeah. A lot of like what, where new laws come from is like some, something happens, some grand event happens and it, it damages a lot of pockets of society for whatever reason and governments respond and they enact new, they, they erect new cat, sure. new departments. Sure. You know, like, hey, drugs were going crazy in the United States probably at one point because there was no oversight over such things. You know, it's just like, holy shit, criminal activity up the wazoo. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, what do we do about this? Yeah. Okay, we got to do something. Let's let's do the let's make the drug enforcement agency. You know, let's fund it. Let's let's, let's create this whole program to try and combat it or something, right? Yeah. This is how this is how governments react and respond and whatever. Yeah. So. But imagine like how simple it would be <laughs> if the SEC, you know, made an amendment here and added one more dot. So I mean, they might. If they might. If you're sophisticated, you can purchase unregistered securities. Yeah. Want to get sophisticated? Click here. Right. Yeah. You take the test, forty hours, whatever it is, doesn't matter. Yeah. And then all these, like now, these cryptocurrencies, they don't have to register their security, which ends up killing their business because it's too complex, expensive, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And we can continue innovating. Mm. And now yeah. my tokens that I'm selling to you, yep. which is an unregistered security, is if you have this certificate, you can purchase it. Yeah. I, See, this is a great argument, too, on like why, yeah, the, the whole regulation thing, it hampers innovation for sure. Yes. That, a thousand percent. Really, that's what I'm advocating for is yeah. the continuation of innovation and testing and like, yeah, yeah because yeah. we're never going to figure this out if we have to deal with regulation all the time. Yeah. You're totally right. It's a good point. Like, and that's the thing what we're seeing is like the identity or the legacy system applying, I guess it's, it's historical context to like this whole new Dude. emerging technology. And that's, yeah, that's ultimately my point. Well, that, that is the big point. <laughs> like that's yeah. the main takeaway from all of this is just like, should it like, should we embrace that because like of, of some of the arguments of, yeah, it validates like the ecosystem from an interest institutional perspective. Is that what we want? Yeah as a collective industry sector, technology, whatever, do we want like 
you know, the, the legacy system to just feel comfortable enough to participate? Or yeah, do we want to like, you know, cause it, it, the trade off of that is like all these over imposing regulatory forces over our heads. Yeah. I just can't we imagine can't, being yeah. at this sec. We're at this round table and you know, the, the whole team there is just trying to figure out how to like attack all these companies. Yeah. Like a, instead of adjusting, you know, some of these stipulations mm -hmm. and saying, okay, all those companies continue doing whatever they're doing, whatever it is, let's, let's continue them doing it, as long as the burden of proof of sophistication is on the public. Mm -hmm. If that, that would greatly reduce all the stuff that they're doing. All they have to do is say, Hey guys, did you sell your tokens to people without the certificate? If yes, then you've, you're, you're in violation therefore $20 million. Mm -hmm. That's so much easier. Agreed. <laughs> so much easier. But because uh, oh, yeah, then anybody can God, get this certificate. Anybody I know, can. Anybody. I know, I know Will. Like, you're this you're fucking crushing me right now, dude. It's really like frustrating, <laughs> dude. This this is the but this is the problem, man. Like of governing and policing and just like moderating. I, I, I feel like there's better ways to do it. Of course you do. But guess what? So does everybody else. Everybody has an opinion on like but, but I don't think anybody's talking about it like this. They're all talking like like XRP is like, "Oh, we're not a security because if you go back to 1920, <laughs> you guys said that this was an investment contract and we well, nobody that, signed anything." That's I think that's because that, that's their like only option or chance to even For sure. For sure. Build a case. I don't know who who is who who needs to like pitch this to the SEC. Like who you know, Zuck, um, you know, Brian Armstrong. I don't know what needs to happen in order to make these amendments, but it seems like yeah. it'd be easier. Mm. Well, that was a <laughs> interesting like rabbit hole into like little like at, getting the common man to invest a little bit more. Well, I mean, that's really the issue. This that's the issue at hand. Yeah. It's like common man cannot participate in unregistered securities. So I was like, okay, let's adjust what the common man is in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's the problem. Like, if, if these things are, if cryptocurrencies and like all the assets and that are coming from the Web3 space are regarded as securities, because they're much more than that. Yeah, they might have like securities esque properties. The word securities is like, that's the thing. Yeah, we can't build like proper ecosystems without having like, you know, value incentives and like yeah. all these properties that are very <laughs> essential to building, you know, sustainable ecosystem models. So we call them ecosystems in the, in the, in the real world, I'll probably call them like enterprises or businesses or, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So, but I don't know. It's like a, it's just, it's just a mismatch of ideologies, I guess. I don't know. For sure. I don't know if the SEC is ever going to like understand or the government in general, what needs to happen, how much education needs to be put forth you know, for, for us to kind of, I don't know, come to a compromise or a new regulatory entity. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like these numbers are so arbitrary that it was like a lazy attempt to separate the sophisticated ones with against the unsophisticated ones. Mm. It's just lazy to me. Yeah. Okay. We can agree on that. Yeah. It's just <laughs> arbitrary. Just even like a million, like why not 900,000? Yeah. Why not, you know, million and two? <laughs> You know, right, right, right. It's probably just, it's just, yeah, it was easy at the time, you know, I don't know.
All right. Well, let us know what you think about the SEC, I guess, accredited investor <laughs> definition and amendments. Yeah. Like what the fuck's going to happen to Web3, like with the SEC, like yeah. much more involved and like, is it going to screw innovation completely? Yeah, or, man, or, is, or is it going to like actually foster like, you know, the next Apples and Googles, like actual real big, you know, hmm. organizations that, you know, SEC is involved in the equities markets, but I mean, I think we've innovated quite well. Yeah. In that in that framework, you know what I mean? Yeah, we we certainly have. Yeah. But imagine if we didn't have that, that resistance. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, what could have happened? But imagine all the people who got cut. <laughs> you know what I mean? So hence, hence education and certificates uh, and all that. And then hence, like, where does life begin? Basically, <laughs> yeah, dude, we'll, we'll never understand. Like, it's this is this is the hard part of of governance. You know? Yeah. And this is why I'm so interested in it. And I feel like governance is like so old school, right? They it has to be updatable, like science, mm -hmm. man. Science makes claims, and then whenever they discover something new, it's like, okay, now we learned. Now the new claim is this, and this is how, you know, things work. Yeah. But, but yeah. Anyway, let us know what you think. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Blockrunner at Metazone.io and at Rovi AI. And until then, see you in the next video. Peace. <laughs>